All right, today we're gonna to be in Genesis chapter 43. And a few things happen in this chapter. We're gonna see Joseph's brothers return to Egypt to gain more grain. We're gonna see some family conversations between Jacob and his sons. We're gonna see some brothers stepping up to stand in the gap for their younger siblings and to ensure the safety of Benjamin on their way there. Joseph's gonna see Benjamin for the first time in a long time. Simeon's gonna see his family in about after a few months or so. And it's gonna be a pretty good episode. We're also gonna, also Leon is gonna be on there to help us out to uh, explore some of the possibilities of this chapter. So let's get right into it on the Christian Boy Podcast. Our memory verse for the week comes from John 13, verse 34 through 35. It says, I give a new command, love one another, just as I have loved you, you must also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. All right, welcome to the Christian Boy Podcast. I'm here with Leon again, the man, Leon the dream, Leon the man of God. Yes, sir. Always ready to prepare to give an answer if somebody asked him about the faith. So, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 43 today, as you heard in the intro. And, yeah, you know how Christian Boy goes, Leon. Let's get right into the chapter. All right, let me read it for us. I'm reading from the HCSB version. It says, Now the famine in the land was severe. When they had used up the grain they had brought back from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy us some food. But Judah said to him, The man specifically warned us, You would not see me again unless your brother is with you. If you will send your, our brother with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him with us, we will not go down. For the man said to us, he will not see me. He will not see me. You will not see me again unless your brother is with you. Why did you cause me so much trouble? Israel asked. Why did you tell that man you had another brother? They answered. The man kept asking us and our about us and our family. Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? And we answered him accordingly. How could we know that he would say, bring your brother here? Then Judah said to his father Israel, send the boy with me. We will be on our way so that we may live and not die. Neither we nor you nor our children. I will be responsible for him. I can hold, you can hold me personally accountable if I do not bring him back to you and set him before you. I will be guilty before you forever. If we had not wasted time, we could have come back twice by now. Then their father Israel said to them, if you must, if it must be so, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your packs and take them down to the man as a gift, some balsam and some honey, aromatic gum and resin, pistachios and almonds. Take twice as much money with you. Return to return the money that was returned to you in the top of your bags. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back at once to the man. May God Almighty cause this the man to be merciful to you so that he will release your brother, your other brother and Benjamin to you. As for me, I am deprived of my sons. Then I, if I'm deprived of my sons, then I am deprived. The men took 
this gift doubled the amount of money and Benjamin. They made their way down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin, when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his steward, take the men to my house, slaughter an animal and prepare it for they will eat with me at noon. The men did as Joseph has said and brought them to Joseph's house. But the men were afraid because they were taken to Joseph's house. They said, we have been brought here because of the money that was returned in our bags the first time. They intend to overpower us, seize us, make us slaves and take our donkeys. So they approached Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the doorway of the house. They said, sir, we really did come down here the first time to only buy food. When we came to the place where we lodged for the night and opened our bags of grain, each one's money was on top of his bag. It was full. Of, it was the full amount of our money and we have brought it back with us. We have brought additional money with us to buy food. We don't know who put our money in our bags. Then the steward said to them, may you be well, don't be afraid. Your God and the God of your father must have put the treasure in your bags. I received your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward brought the men into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet and got feed for their donkeys. Since the men had heard that they were going to eat a meal there, they prepared their gift for Joseph's arrival at noon. When Joseph came home, they brought him the gift they carried into the house and they bowed to the ground before him. He asked if they were well, and he said, how is your elderly father that you told me about? Is he still alive? They answered, your servant, our father is well. He is still alive. And they bowed down to honor him. When he looked up and saw his brother, Benjamin, his mother's son, he asked, is this your youngest brother you told me about? Then he said, may God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out because he was overcome with emotion for his brother and he was about to weep. He went into the inner room to weep. Then he washed his face and came out. Regaining his composure, he said, serve the meal. They served him by himself, his brothers by themselves, and Egyptians who were eating with them, with him by themselves, because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, since that is abhorrent to them. They were seated before him in order by age, from the firstborn to the youngest. The men looked at each other in astonishment portions were served to them from joseph's table and benjamin's portion was five times larger than any of theirs they drank and they got intoxicated with joseph man that's a lot. that's crazy the benjamin stuff all time oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so if i had a if i had yeah. a half a pound plate his plate was 2.5 pounds. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to get an estimate here. Oh, man. <laughs> so let's get a quick recap of what's going on in this chapter, because we did read a lot of verses. We read about 32 verses. So, so we see that the food runs out. And Jacob's like, hey, y'all got to go get more food. And they tell him, hey, we can't go back because he said if we come back without our younger brother, we're all in trouble and he's not going to let us buy food. Right. So he goes and Jacob lets Jacob lets Benjamin go with him. And then in verse 11 through 14, uh, 
Jacob tells them to take gifts and to take the money that was in their sacks with the extra money to buy food and present it all to Joseph as a gift. So they come into Egypt. They're invited to Joseph's house. He sees his younger brother and he sees all of them. And then when Joseph sees uh, Benjamin, he, he goes out to weep because he's happy to see his family as he should be. Uh, we see they're served a meal. Each of them get a big, each of them get a good meal. And Joseph, get, Benjamin gets five times the amount as everybody else. <laughs> and then verse 32. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then everybody gets drunk and happy is what they, they end the chapter on. So go ahead, Leon. You know, they hear me all the time. Um, Something I wanted to point it out um, in verse one, you see, um, the brothers probably went to Egypt in the first year of the famine, mm-hmm. most likely. So Joseph, Joseph knew that'd be like a seven-year famine, but the brothers and Jacob didn't know that though. They they probably were just in their first year. They probably were just thinking maybe it was just Passover or maybe it was just one year of famine and this all go over. And Jacob, he was basically like he was needy, like he was in necessity mode, like survival mode. Because he only had like two choices to starve to death, basically, or send Benjamin, which he was very protective of Benjamin, the younger son, because of what happened to Joseph. And um, mm-hmm. he was very protective. So he was a very overprotective person at that time. So you can just imagine Jacob praying to God saying, please end this famine because I don't want to send my younger son, Benjamin, to Egypt and the Egyptian already said, "Don't send him back." Yeah. <laughs> so you can only imagine how much praying, how much praying he's doing. Like God, please get his get his uh, other sons, ask him to pray with him, and all that. Like, like please end his famine, God. Please, please end it. So um, God did not answer that prayer. Though he definitely he didn't answer that prayer. He didn't. And it's because God had another plan. That that's the reason why he did it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That Joseph was probably, I mean, I'm sorry, Jacob was probably panicking and, you know, like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Simeon is gone, Joseph is gone, and now they're telling me that I got to take my other son down there to the man who took my one son and put him in prison already. Right. Yeah, I never thought about that. That he probably was like, come on, guy, help me out. Mm-hmm, right. Sure, I would. I'll be doing that. Oh, yeah, I definitely would have, you know, and then the other interesting part about it is that brings up another point because of what you said. Sometimes we pray about stuff like God is trying to lead us in a certain direction, but we think that that direction is the wrong way to go because things don't look like they're working out the right way. And so we're actually like, Lord, help us to stay away from these bad things that's happening. When in reality, God's like, no, you really need to go that way. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. That's true. And most people get mad at God too. Mm-hmm. When he says no. So a lot of people get mad. Yeah. I look, I'm one of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, we all sometimes I don't want to do what God tells me to do. <laughs> right. Us all. Everybody. Everybody had that. Yeah. So what else do you see, Leon? You know, they, they, they hear me every other week, every every week, so-called, so far. Go ahead. So like like I was saying, um, when we get into more to the uh, chapter, we see that Judah, one of the brothers, inquires that they cannot go to um, 
Egypt without the younger brother. So the brothers, you know, they were like, how could we know that the Egyptian, Egyptian, which is Joseph, but they didn't know that was Joseph. But they were like, how could they, we know that the Egyptian would ask for the brother? Because Jacob was like, why, what, why y'all sending the brother? Who, why you tell the Egyptian about like Benjamin? If you knew that I was very overprotective, like, like you can just imagine, like it's giving you scenarios. You just imagine. So, um, so it was almost like the Egyptian knew them personally, and, like knew all their life, and it gives you a hint that it is Joseph, obviously. But it was like, uh, how did you know? How did he know that I had another son? Why? Why did y'all tell him that? It was like, <laughs> right. he had no choice. He was he was badgering us about it. Okay, well, I do have one thing for you. Right. In verse 32, uh, so verse 32, we see more contextualization about Joseph's enslavement and imprisonment in Egypt, actually, because it says Hebrews were seen as abhorrent, so everybody had to eat separately. So this shows that, uh, this shows more of what Joseph was going through as he was a slave in Egypt, how he was more segregated and seen abhorrent to the to the Egyptians in the first place. And it also makes his rise to power even more significant because if he was seen as a abhorrent for being a Hebrew, his rise to power is even more impressive and more divine than anything else we've seen. That's true. I agree. That's a good point. I, I never thought about it like that. That it made it, because it was segregated, it made it more powerful. Yeah, yeah, that's... I was like, hmm. So they had to eat in separate bowls because Egyptians did not want to touch the food that the Hebrews touched. Sounds kind of similar with certain things that happened in the past. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Guess there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Something I want to point out in verse 14, if you look in there, where it's talking about when Jacob was saying that... Um, then may God Almighty cause a man to be merciful to you so that he will release your other brother and Benjamin to you. So that's showing Jacob's faith. But in the next, in the next, in the same verse, we see that he said, as for me, if I am deprived of my sons, then I am deprived. So he's basically, he has faith in the first part. He's saying, may God Almighty protect you. But then he kind of like shows like a little, like a little holes in his faith, kind of like little uh-huh. iffy if in, in his faith. <laughs> it's kind of like if it happens, it's kind of like well, if it happens. So yeah, he kind of like you know what I mean. If God, if God helps me, thank you. But it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Basically, he going there like it is what it is. We all, yep. Mm-hmm. So he he basically got. This a lot of people get faith confused with faith. So because a lot of people. Just go in thinking, well, it is what it is. A lot of people get that confused with faith. And faith is believing in God's promise that he's promised you. Yeah. So a lot of people get that confused. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Oh, yeah, that is true. We do get it mixed up. Yeah. Because, you know, if you expect nothing, then you're not disappointed when you get nothing. That's true. But that's not what faith is. Faith is not saying I'm. I expect nothing. So if God doesn't do anything, I'm fine. Right. But faith is that's true. Expecting something is going to happen because of what I prayed for. 
we also see because Judah was the same person who told them to sell Joseph into slavery. He was like, hey, let's make some money off Joseph going to slavery. But now we see Judah as a person who actually is being the protector of his siblings and saying, if he doesn't come back, I won't come back either. So now we see them accepting Jacob's favoritism uh, of his certain sons. And instead of being angry with Joseph, Jacob for loving certain sons more than others, they actually respect each other and care about each other a little bit more. That's true. That's that's very true. How it was the same exact person that sold him into slavery. Yeah. But then it was very protective on the other end. It's very it's it's something. It's it's like the Bible is like a puzzle, like bunch of puzzle pieces that you got to put together. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. It's a whole lot. Something else uh, I wanted to point out was you know um, how um, Jacob he was he was like necessity. He was he was very. He was very needy in a moment, so he sent his son. He didn't want to send his son, actually. He didn't want to send his son, and that, that was his younger son. It kind of mirrors the fact that God sent his only son mm. willingly, while Jacob didn't want to send his son at all. He had he had to send his son because of, of what happened, but he didn't want to send his son. But God sent his only son. Okay. You get, you get yeah, where I'm coming from? It's, it's kind of like mirroring okay. where God, yeah, God's only son willingly. And that was his only son. And Jacob had about 12 sons. He had many to choose yeah, from. that is true. So it's showing a difference from man and God. That's, that's showing a difference. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't willing to sacrifice one of his sons for the saving of all of his sons, basically. Only reason he did it was because his hand was fully forced. That's true. That's interesting. Hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. He had to be forced. Literally. <laughs> God did it willingly. Who? Well, Leon, thank you for helping us uh, cut through this portion of scripture. Absolutely, I enjoyed it. Thank you for putting me on again. Hey. I'm, we, I think we're going to keep you coming back. You know, you come with some very great ideas and exposing yeah. the truths of the, of the word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoy this. All right. Tune in next week as we go into Genesis chapter 44, where we continue Joseph's story. This has been Genesis chapter 43 on the Christian Boy Podcast. Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode. To stay in touch with the Christian Boy Podcast, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Christian Boy Podcast. You can also go to the Christian Boy Podcast website, ChristianBoyPodcast.com, and view this month's newsletter and sign up to receive notifications when the newest newsletter comes out. They come out once a month, every month on the 15th. So yeah, stay in touch with the Christian Boy Podcast. Know what's going on. If you want to contact me, you can contact me at 662-371-8877 or you can email me at moshaakili at gmail.com. God bless you and have a great day.